Hi everyone, this is Christina Mendonca. Thanks for coming by for episode one of A Fresh Agenda, the podcast. This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me for A Fresh Agenda, the podcast. This is my virgin voyage into podcasting, so I'm happy you're here to hear this very first episode. I started this podcast because as a journalist for 30 years, I've been interviewing people and just presenting a tiny bit of that interview on the air, and there was so much wisdom and so many interesting things that I could never get to. Those just went to waste. So this podcast is a way to get at those longer form interviews and really deconstruct some of the tips and tricks for productivity and creativity uh, from some of these fabulous people that I've had the opportunity to talk to. I love listening to podcasts. I take them with me. They're so portable. You can take them to the gym or out on your errands. So I hope that you will find some value in something you hear today or in episodes to come. Today, I'm interviewing Cheryl Strade. She is the author of Wild, Torch, Tiny Beautiful Things, and Brave Enough. And of course, Wild was made into a movie with Reese Witherspoon, a great movie. So uh, hopefully you have heard of Cheryl Strade and have been able to enjoy some of her work. We talked today about journalism and novel writing and kind of the crossover between those two types of writing, the use of talisman in writing, what she's working on right now, and one of my favorite topics to discuss with her, binge writing. So here is my interview with Cheryl Strade. This is A Fresh Agenda. Thanks for being here. I want to talk to you about the concept of um, binge writing. Uh, you know, I've, I've interviewed Michael Lewis and Stephen King, and they talk about spending specific time every day writing. And when you started talking about binge writing, it, it, it spoke to me and I think a lot of other people. Yeah. Talk to me about how that works for you and why it works for you. Well, binge writing is just just like it sounds you know you write for long periods of time but not necessarily on a regular schedule and that's just worked better for me uh, in so many ways uh, certainly as a mother because I do have two kids who are 11 and, and 13 and um, you know any parent knows that the, the kids schedule comes first and so I didn't I don't have the life over these last you know 13 years where I could say no every day I'm writing for this many hours and no matter what happens that's what I'm going to be doing I, I just don't have that luxury but it's even deeper than that before I became a mother I tried to do that sort of thing I'd been told so many times that a real writer writes every day I mean that's a, something you hear really often and I always felt at odds with that because my creative flow works in a slightly different way. I am far more creative in a sort of immersive way where I go all the way in really deep. And once I'm there, I don't want to leave. I want to stay in there. And so, you know, that might be a, a day, it might be a week. Um, before I had kids, it might be a month um, that I would really be, you know, sort of like a dog with a bone on that project. And then I would be done with it. And I wouldn't feel the need to write for a little while. And and that didn't mean I wasn't a writer, it just meant my creativity worked differently. And so it was really liberating for me to just say, hey, this is the way I do it. You know, I think it's great that Stephen King writes whatever by his schedule. You know, I think that as in writing and as in so many things in life, there is no one way to do it right. As long as it works for you, you're, you're doing it right. 
When do you feel that sense of flow people talk about? Uh, you know, when you, you, you feel like the conductor of some kind of internal orchestra that's really working for you. Is it as soon as you sit down, as soon as you close that door and have silence, or as soon as that, that, uh, that next sentence pops in, or do you have to be a few pages in? Oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's never as soon as I sit down. In fact, as soon as I sit down, I often think, why am I doing this? I can't do this. I'm not going to succeed. This is hard. Maybe the floor needs to be, you know, mopped instead, right? I mean, I think part of my process is that anxiety, that resistance, and that, that um, desire to escape into almost anything else. But what I've learned is that you just have to stick with it. You, you have to keep faith with um, your work and to say, I'm going to push through, through that anxiety and resistance. And when I do that, I will reach that flow and I will reach that time in the making of the, the story or the essay or the book where I'm, I don't want to do anything else that like you, you, you realize the sun's going down and you haven't eaten for 10 hours and you're like, wait a minute, I don't want to stop. I don't even want to stop for the basic necessities of, of living, right? And that's a beautiful place to reach, but it takes work to get there. You know, it's, it's not something that I can just turn on um, because I want to. You, for a portion of your life, was a, uh, you were a journalist, mm -hmm. and I've been a journalist for 30 years, and it's it's interesting place to be in that you're inhabiting other people's experiences over and over and over again and writing about them. Um, how was it to, with you when you inhabited your own experience? I mean, is that what you felt like when you said that, that second heart that was beating inside you that you needed to get out? Or do you think you would have stayed in journalism? No, I don't think... You know, obviously, and even still, I write journalism every once in a while, but it's not really my calling. And, you know, I, and I think that among all of the writers I know, journalists and creative writers included, there is that sense of, like, what are the kinds of stories that you are here to tell? What, are, what is the thing that drives you? It's like, at your very core, what is the kind of story you want to tell? And for whatever reason, many of those stories for me do come from that very personal place. It's not about being um, so focused on necessarily me and my life, but it's rather using me in my life to tell that bigger human story. And I think that journalists just do the, the kind of opposite of that with the same goal in mind. We, we all want to tell that human story. We just have different ways of getting there. My husband is a documentary filmmaker, um, which is essentially a, a kind of journalist, and he tells other people's stories. But he does it in a way that I know that there's some core truth that's always about him. And I try to tell, use my story to tell a core truth that's true about you. I know you teach writing as well. And, and one of the interesting things I heard from you in a podcast was your, your um, discussion of talisman and the importance of talisman in writing. Talk to me a little bit about how you use that with your students and how you use it in your own writing. I think that so much of writing is about noticing paying attention and using the world around us to tell the story of our character or if we're writing about ourselves, our, our, you know, ourselves. And one of the greatest tools is, is to pay attention to the physical world and especially the physical that we attach literally to our bodies. You know, you're, we're both wearing uh, wedding rings. Um, that's a cultural talisman. You know, without 
talking to you, you and I know something about each other that we have in common. And it's only through a physical object. If, if, I, if you and I hadn't said a word to each other and we saw each other across the room, we, we would observe that about each other. Um, and then there are personal talismans. There are things, you know, only I know what this ring on this finger means to me. But it's, the, it's a story. I could tell you the story about it. And I, I know that if I asked you to do the same, I bet there would be something. There would be a story attached to something you're wearing. And what I love about that as a writer is it's, it's just another avenue. It's another way to, to make the world vivid to the reader, to tell us something true about the character or the life or the experience um, you know, that we're trying to create vividly on the page. When you get in front of a group of uh, eager writers, uh, people who, uh, who you're trying to inspire or, or that are looking for inspiration from you, what do you tell them besides write like a mother? <laughs> oh, well, Which I, tell, I love, by the way. I tell them a lot of things. Um, that's just the only one that, that you know can go on a sort of coffee mug or a bumper sticker. What do I tell them? You know, that's that's such a long. There's such a long answer to that question. But you know, one thing I want to say that that's really I think important or a key component of my teaching is that is that I don't try to inspire people. You know, mm -hmm. when I was writing all of my books, people say to me, I'm so inspired, you know, especially Wild. It's so inspirational. And I, I didn't set out to inspire people. I, ins I set out to, to tell the truth. And, and as a writer, and, and I mean that, you know, you can tell the truth in fiction, too. I mean, again, that truth of what does it mean to be human. And I think that when I'm teaching, I also try to do that. I try to help people be brave enough to go to those deepest places. And you know, if they if they end up feeling inspired by that by that message or that encouragement, like I'm I'm glad of it. I'll take it. But I don't set out to try to do that. And and I think what's interesting about that is people are inspired by being given permission essentially to be courageous in ways that often we're told not to be. You know, we're told, you know, don't don't tell the don't write about your flaws, you know, actually show the, the perfect face. Don't write about the mistakes you made. Don't write about the times when you, when you felt ambivalent, when you sh really should have been sure. Or, you know, all of those things we, we tend to keep in the back. Writing is about welcoming them forward. And I think people end up feeling inspired by that liberation. One thing I ask um, all the guests is with the, you, how ubiquitous social media is. Mm -hmm. it, it is in some ways stealing people's focus and, and their deep work. Uh, what do you do in your own life to, to put that in its place and how do you teach your children to put that in its place so you can, you can achieve that deep focused work? It's so hard. It, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to answer that question for myself as a, as a person and as a mother because absolutely I've seen that with my kids, you know, they are preteens now, they've just recently, you know, in the last year or so, uh, gotten their own iPhones, and, and I see the number of books they read goes down, because it's the number, they spend more time reading that screen, looking at, you know, doing whatever we all do on the screens, and I see that in my own life too. And I think it's, it's as with anything, um, that we need to be conscious and moderate, and every day make that choice. Uh, you know, what is it that I wanna do with this hour. Um, maybe it's spend that whole hour on social media. I don't think that's inherently bad, but if you're doing that every hour, there's something wrong. And I've had to bring that in my own life into consciousness to say, to just be more awake to what I'm choosing to do and why. Finally, uh, what are you working on now? What are you thinking about, writing about, mulling about writing about? 
I'm writing a, a, another book, I'm writing a memoir, and I really always hate talking about, you know, the book I'm writing because it always sounds silly and stupid and then like whatever I say it's about it won't, it won't be, you know, in the book or something in the final cut. But I will say, you know, it's about me, <laughs> which, you know, um, but it's, it's really a, a deep exploration of some of the, the, the questions that I've been grappling with in my adult life um, in answering that question, how do I make a home in the world? Um, I'm somebody who lost my home and lost my family at, at essentially the moment I became an adult at that at that crossroads and I'm 48 now and I've had and I've made a home in the world I've made a new you know family and a new life and so it's a lot of I'm exploring those um, journeys and those questions in the book oh, I look forward to reading it thank you thank you very much for your time appreciate it it was wonderful talking to you that was my interview with Cheryl Strayed. We want to thank Cheryl and thank the Sacramento Speakers Series for the opportunity to talk to Cheryl when she was in town for her presentation in May. And hopefully you got some perspective on writing that can work in your own life as you struggle to bring your creativity and your productivity together to create real valuable deep work. If you want to reach out to me, you can on ChristinaMendonca.com. I will be posting future podcasts there as well, and I would love to hear from you. Until next time, this has been A Fresh Agenda. I'm Christina Mendonca. This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.